Welcome to The Kids Are All Right, the podcast that explores big global issues from a young and fresh perspective. In this episode, we'll hear from Claris Jillian Achola, reporting from the African Leadership Academy in Johannesburg, South Africa, on how Africa's media image often shows just one side to the African story. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of The Kids Are Alright. My name is Achola Clarice Gillian and I'm going to be your host. I'm just going to be talking about what are common misconceptions about Africa in the art world. Today I have two interviewees at hand. One is Alexander Osodo Mondi who is a Kenyan photographer. He has done multiple works for the African continent and is really trying to change the generic image of Africa that we see today where we have a giraffe next to a sunset with a baobab tree in the nearby picture. The second person is Tawela Tembokan. Tawela is a young photographer also from Botswana. She's doing multiple works in terms of women empowerment as well as the African continent's image. As we get into this topic, I think that we should have some questions at hand and I'm going to give you a list of things that you should look out for as you listen to this interview. The one is, what is the image of Africa in the mainstream media that we see? The second one is about a book called How to Write About Africa by Binyavanga Wainaina. He's a Kenyan writer and he made this book about how to write about Africa, where he gives lots of stereotypical views that the world has about Africa. How can we change this particular generic image of Africa? So media housing has a common saying that if it bleeds, it leads. So how are we going to be able to tell our African stories if this media isn't interested in listening to success stories? I hope you enjoy. Here we go. The image the Western media has of Africa is very generic. That's really what I can say, because they tend to depict Africa in one common way. And that stems from like pre-colonial ages. Like we have like the open helio grassland image of the continent where animals run around freely and animals and humans live amongst each other in harmony. And we have huts in the middle of grasslands and we watch the sunset as we eat monkey brains. The generic image of Africa is very savannah like i don't know i don't it doesn't it doesn't depict the beauty in africa it doesn't depict the flourishing you know flourishing vegetation we have other than the savannah it doesn't depict the amazing cities we have it doesn't depict the architecture the infrastructure it doesn't depict the beautiful ways of life amongst thousands of communities on the continent it doesn't depict the beauty in the different 2000 languages we speak it tends to stick to a very generic image of the continent as i said that was de- like depicted like even before pre-colonial ages obviously crafted from like texts such as heart of darkness written by colonial um colonial overseers that image as much as foreign media artists have tried to redeem the image of the continent of the outside world remains ingrained in majority of the world's population because it becomes very hard to perceive something differently that you haven't exactly experienced, uh, to believe in different biases. I think that's just another bias that Africa faces, unfortunately, uh, because the foreign world lacks experience, like the experience of experiencing the continent, if that makes sense. Do you think that we have an issue within Africa and outside Africa? Do you think that, in your opinion, the mm-hmm. way that we see ourselves as Africans has also changed that? So do you yeah. think we have those stereotypes within us as Africans? Yeah, I mean, definitely, because I, I can even speak in my own case. These stereotypes are deeply embedded even amongst African people. I mean, in my own case, I can talk about how I've ex- I've had conversations with people who didn't know countries like Equatorial Guinea, countries like the Central African Republic, even in the African Leadership Academy. Like, there are students who found out countries like Gambia existed just by seeing a Gambian for the first time. And that's just talking wow. about geographical descriptions, yeah? Like, last year, yeah. I happened to have... Um, 
I, ha- I happened to be a part of a student exchange program where I came to South Africa. Um, and yeah. I was hosted by a host family here, um, organized by my school. And the saddest thing is that I had a conversation with um, the ch- one of the children in the host family. And they asked me about my country. And they were like, wow, I never knew Kenya had buildings or like I never knew guys like had roads. Like, to be honest, like I was so shocked, you know. He was like, I was like, what do you mean? We have buildings, roads. I have an iPhone, but I walk on grass 100% of the time. Like, I have a friend who migrated to the States um, a few years ago, and he lives there now. When he went there, um, he told some of the people that he began to school with there, that, like, he'd walk around, like, with cheaters. That, that, that's an interesting story to tell by nature. If you're talking about fiction, yes. But like these are the kind of mentalities that we ourselves bear about Africans. Like We don't have in-depth information about Africans. Having in-depth information serves as an appropriate platform for the foreign world to exploit that, that lack of information even amongst Africans in, our, like Africans in ourselves. So, I mean, what are we doing to reshape our narrative? Because if we don't start here, if we don't start like deconstructing the opinions we have, then how is the foreign world expected to follow suit? Even at home, we bear negative connotations. I'm just thinking about what Alex said earlier on about <laughs> having an iPhone, but somehow being able to get on your, your your bird, your pet bird. It just shows just how much people don't really think about our actual experiences. Um, people don't tend to actually really stop and say, oh, how does an African really live? They don't think about how we live critically. They just have this idea in the head of like Africa, the West that is. They've got this like idea of Africa. And it doesn't make sense if you think about the things that they say about us um, and the texts that have been written throughout history about us. It doesn't actually make sense. But the fact that people are willing to take this at face value and project that even in their in media and just continue to like perpetuate this image of Africans being being less than and not being like up to date with the rest of the world is it's definitely sad. Um I think for me, I think my issue is I think we have both Africans and people from the West were both slightly guilty, although I think the West is much more guilty than we are in terms of not really understanding more about each other. I come from Botswana, which has um, more, they joke that we have more cows than people. I don't know how true that is. But in terms of our population, we don't have so many foreigners. And so it's predominantly, there's no white settlers. I don't think of they are any. And so because we're so used to like being among ourselves, it's like when you get out of the country and you come to like different places, it's slightly like overwhelming. Like for South Africa, it's different because they joke that Botswana and South Africa are slightly the same. So it's like, oh, okay, it's not that deep. And you ask people about like Zambia and stuff like that, like not many people know that even though it's just across the border. And I think that it also comes from like when we travel as Africans to other African countries, I feel like we don't really take time to really find out how that country is. We usually just go to like, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm going to Kenya, you'll just go to the tourist attractions and you'll be done and you'll go home. There's no dialogue with locals. There's no dialogue with like everyday people. I feel like that really robs us of the full experience of a place. Like we're just looking at like the things that have been and, and tourist attractions are great, but I feel like in many ways that they're structured in a certain way to appeal to like an outside audience and so it's like you're not getting the full picture you're not getting the full experience and so I feel like both Africans and people from the west when we travel to different countries 
I feel like we don't get that full experience. And so we don't tend to know so much, um, especially when it's like geographically we're spaced, for instance, like with Southern Africa being so far from like North Africa, West Africa, like in those cases with all the issues that come with getting visas and traveling and going on long flights and paying all that money to go to another country, it makes it very difficult for us to kind of like experience um, other countries. And it kind of also makes us feel like we are on our own. But I think it's high time that we start to consume media about um, other parts of Africa and definitely a lot of like ignorance to rid ourselves from. Media houses have the mandate, not the mandate, but their motives behind creating news and disseminating information kind of revolves around what will sell. And I think that that's a framework that is very hard to undo. But at the same time, I feel like people like Alex and I, who are passionate about media and projections, it creates this um, gap in the market for us to kind of come and recreate what African news will look like and what kind of information we can um, produce with the work that we put in, whether it's photography or art. And so for me, someone who's very passionate about media, and even in my photography, I do mostly documentary work because it became very clear to me when I started photography that media is powerful and I started to think about okay what is it that I'm going to do with this power and then I started to do documentaries and I started to talk about things that very passionate about and things that also irk me a lot things that bother me a lot and being able to address them in media so I think that as creatives in Africa we are tasked with that responsibility to be able to now recreate that on our own platforms we don't necessarily need other platforms they can jump on in the future they can jump on when we've already made progress but i think we definitely have everything it takes right now to be able to tell the stories of our neighbors our friends we need to start looking at the people around us even the good stories we're looking for let's look at the people around us and let's like put those and incorporate those in our our creative process i've experienced and seen people experience in terms of trying to create the content that we'd like to see going. I think collective effort is extremely important because as Tawella mentioned, we have to be the ones writing the stories from the root level. We have to be the roots that support media from its depths to be able to create the kind of echo effect we want to see rising to the top. At this point, collective effort becomes extremely important if you consider, one, the issues of like expatriate artists coming from abroad and settling like in our own nations. Kenya's creative space dominated by expatriate artists and doesn't grant local artists the platform to be able to illustrate their work with the amount of diligence, with the amount of impact they would like to see come into fruition. Yeah, And we, as local creatives, rise to a point where we can put in our collective efforts into creating this resounding echo effect that storms even at the highest media levels. Creatives, especially like today, at least on the African continent, is that we try to recreate concepts that are modeled after the Western world. For example, recreate editing styles. We try to recreate stories that resemble Western issues. And we are running away from some of the issues that affect us as local artists to try to depict art as the West would depict it and running away from how Africa's art should look like and should be communicated as. Yeah. So how do we differentiate between content absorption and content creation? Another major issue I would bring up is how do we draw the fine line between cultural appreciation and maintaining generic images of the continent. You look at like famous writers like Chimamanda. She's obviously at the forefront of like promoting like African rights alongside feminism. So like, how are we supposed to differentiate between 
appreciating our culture because obviously like that beautiful scene beautiful cannot be denied is african it is african that scene was taken in africa it continues to send a resounding image of the beauty of africa's vegetation but where does the fine line come in between cultural appreciation and gen- like that generic display of the continent where, where do we draw that fine line and how can we as artists contribute to showing more images of the continent that depict it to the level that we want to see Africa being depicted? I mean, if you look at, for example, let's look at the foreign world. Africa, you'll think Kenya, South Africa, Egypt, Nigeria. Nigeria is a hub of corruption. No one considers the depth of resources Nigeria has. Kenya, the first thing you run to stereotypes, bad leadership. I mean, is it wasn't it just recently that Kenya's governor, Mike Sonko, was who was attacked by very many media outlets because of his move to provide Hennessy bottles alongside coronavirus care packages. How are we, one, creating a space for creatives on the continent to flourish without having the generic image of the four countries being displayed? How can we get artists from, like, CAR? How can we get artists from Uganda? How can we get artists from Sudan? How can we get artists from Somalia mobilized in a way that they can create their art and get their art presented on major platforms that can resound the African image that we want to see presented to the foreign world? It's not even a matter to the foreign world. We must also understand that this is for ourselves. It's not just a matter of we're doing it to present to the foreign world. And should the foreign world see what we're doing, they should not be in a position to deny the beauty that is our continent. You get that? So, like, it's a matter of intrinsic motivation. It's a matter of intrinsic development. It's not just a matter of we're doing this to set a standard for the foreign world. We're doing this to set a standard for ourselves. And that's something we as Africans also need to appreciate and understand. We have to create the relevant streams amongst local artists to be able to support local work. We have to fight off the expatriate creative industry domination it's okay that they're contributing to content creation that's fine but when it gets to a point where local artists lack the platform to present their work at the expense of expatriates we have to rise up i think it's definitely important to talk about what even success as a creative looks like especially because we love to compare our success with the west and for us being successful means being able to do what that photographer that is in the in uk or in america who has five million followers if we can do what they're doing then we feel like oh we're successful but if we we create the idea of success and base it on success as being authentic to yourself, being authentic to the environment on the continent that raised you and being authentic to incorporating that in your process in order to like help improve the image of Africa. When that starts to happen, I feel like we could definitely be well on our way to recreating that narrative. I think that there's been so much done and so much said, but when it comes to creators, we have so much power to kind of like take on this challenge and really just run with it there's a lot of like oh you want to be perceived as a certain way and i think a lot of us tend to want to be high end and we want to appear a certain way no let our work kind of speak for the people around us that's when the impact starts to work you want someone to look at your photographs and feel like they can connect with what you're saying they can see themselves you don't want them to see it and feel even more disconnected and feel like oh this person is projecting a part of africa or a part that i just don't that doesn't make sense for me but the more that we're all authentic to our individual experiences and where possible partnering and collaborating with other people to tell also their experiences being able to have that collective impact that Alex was speaking about earlier on that's when we begin to see the change and that's when we can begin to look at Africa and showcase Africa in a way that makes sense for where we are right now
what an enriching conversation that was. I thought we had certain views already. I had, but I'm shocked and I'm, I've enjoyed it completely because it's gone like three different ways. As we come to the conclusion, I think it's important to just look at like final words and things that I've learned that I hope you also take note of. Something that I've seen come up very properly here is to take initiative. We as people need to take initiative about what we learn and where we learn about it from. To hear Alex tell stories about coming to South Africa and being asked if they have roads in Kenya, and yet it's just South Africa. As people of this continent, we need to take initiative to learn about particular places, despite the image that we see in the media. You've been listening to an episode of The Kids Are Alright, produced by Podium.me and News Decoder. The reporting for this episode was done by Claris Gillian Achola of the African Leadership Academy and edited together by Molly Davidson at Podium.me.